you're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. So when we moved in, do you remember that promise you made to me? Uh-oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> um, yes. Would you like to tell everybody <laughs> about that promise? <laughs> yeah. I might have maybe in some way or another promised you a dishwasher. Yep. How many years have we lived here? Five-year anniversary. Yeah, five years. How long before that promise happens? Uh, What, the dishwasher? Yeah. Um, the amount I've spent on sponges <laughs> has been about that of a, a dishwasher. Well, you so. like, but you like your cabinet space, and if we get a dishwasher, we would be down a cabinet. I could spare that because I like my countertop space, and right now I have a bunch of clean dishes sitting on top of my counter. All right, yeah. All right. Well, if anybody listening is a plumber and an electrician, can help me wire this up. Please reach out. I could use it. Help Chad keep his word. Yeah. <laughs> so, the point of this, sponges. What about them? Uh, that's right. Sponges. Okay, so that's how you segue into this dishwasher. That's another hint. You want the dishwasher. We're accountability here. We're accountability. people know. Uh, we're talking about sponges today. Yes. In case you didn't catch that. Um, it's not an automatic dishwasher. It is the manual version. You use a little scrub sponge. And um, this is how sponge works, right? You put it in the water, and it absorbs the water, right? No, 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 no. You put it in the water, and what do you do? Squeeze Wash it. the dishes. You squeeze, squeeze it. You gotta squeeze <laughs> it, and then it takes in the water, correct? Right, um, and then pull it out of the water, and you squeeze it, and the water comes out of the sponge, and what comes back in? Air. Air. Yeah, air comes in to fill the crevices where the water dispersed. Right. So. What we have is a picture, a representation of the sponge taking on the environment in which it is in. If it's in the water and it's squeezed, it takes in the water. If it's in the air and squeezed, it takes in the air. Right. So what does that mean to us? Let's find out. (laughs) Yeah. So Romans chapter 8 is where I'm going to start. Okay. And scripture tells us, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There you go. That's the two environments right there. The Mm -hmm. environment of the flesh, the environment of the spirit. And to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yeah, to absorb spiritually mindedness. (laughs) Yeah. And then furthermore, in Colossians, it says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above and not on the things of earth. Do you want to be in the air above the water, not in the water? Absolutely. (laughs) You don't want to be sucking up the things of the earth. You want to be sucking Mm. up, absorbing the things of Christ, the things above. Yeah. So when you're pressed like that sponge, true. Think about what you're absorbing as as life presses, you know, as trials and tribulations begin to press on us. What is it that we're taking in? Are we sucking in the weight of the water cuz a sponge gets really heavy as soon as it takes on the things of of mm. the water. But then when you bring it up, squish all that out and then it springs right back to 
to life. It's interesting that, yeah, the, the sponge analogy carries the pressing in of it because that's when the test really comes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, if you just put the sponge in the water, um, and let's say, you know, yeah, the, so if you just put the sponge in the water, it will soak in some of it, but not as much. But when you really put that sponge under pressure, that's when the true character of the sponge comes in and sees, hey, how much how much can you take in? Right. And if that's a bad environment and you're under a bad season of life where a lot of things are happening and that's when you're under a lot of pressure and you're kind of in one of those state of minds where it's like, woe is me, that's when the pressure is the heaviest and that's kind of where it's going to prove, hey, what, what, are, you, what are you going to take in? Mm-hmm. Are you, you going to allow that pressure to squeeze you but you take in the spirit right. or do you yield to the flesh at that point? Because you're, I mean, let's be honest when you're, when you're at a low point, you're so beaten down and weak. You feel um, that it's hard to be spiritually minded and say, you know, though he slay me, I will praise thee. That's hard to do. Absolutely. On the flip side, you know, if you were to say that, being in the air, the sponge in the air is taking in spirit and life and peace. That's lighter, right? That's come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. So, you know, it's like in that water, you're squeezed and you take in the water. If you're taking in the flesh, it's heavy. It's burdensome. Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll sink. (laughs) Um, If you're out of that water and you squeeze and you're taking in the air, represents the spirit, right? right? Taking in the air you're lighter. That sponge, it it disperses that water off and uh, become light. Yeah, but both have a purpose. You have to have a little bit of squish. You got to work it to get it sudsy, <laughs> and then you start scrubbing. So there's a purpose between having the water and having the air to create this, what its purpose is. You have to go through some trials, some tribulations, but ultimately when you're pressed, you're going to take on what you're surrounded with. Mm-hmm. So, well, and it's uh, like I've always said, there's purpose in the pain. There's right. purpose in the pain, and so it does. It does take um, both to work together, and that we're surrender. But when we come out of that water, come out of those tough times, you know, surrender that, and it's time to take in some air and take in the spirit, um, because that we don't get so overwhelmed and stuck in a, in a bad environment Absolutely. that it weighs us down and we can't get out. Um, and, you know, sometimes we, we don't have control over our environment and sometimes we do. So that's, that's where we have to be wise and make our choice and saying, am I going to put myself in that situation? Um, and honestly, you know, we end up putting ourselves in a lot of situations that we know we shouldn't have got in to begin with. And then we get into that situation. We find ourselves crying out, Lord, save me from this situation. Get me out of this. Right. You know? All right. So this is found in Genesis 13. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Does that sound like anything? Does it remind you of something? Lifted up their eyes to something that looked good. Yeah. Bad. Eve. Yeah, Eve. Yeah, he lifted up his eyes, beheld all this land, looked good. Verse 11, then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan 
And Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, After that was Lot separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee, I will give it to thy seed forever. So this is Abraham and Lot separating. But we've got Lot looking at the land, seeing it's good, looking at the physical situation and saying, hey, um, this is good. I want that. That's, this is pleasing to me. And you can say, hey, no harm, no foul there. But what, what was it that was really going on? He knew the reputation of Sodom and Gomorrah, and he knew what was going on there, the reputation that those cities had for their sin, for their evilness, their wickedness. I could be speculating here, but I would say there's a part of him that wondered, hey, what's what are they doing over there? What's so good? I've heard stories about what goes on there. And it says that he pitched his tent toward Sodom. Pitched his tent toward Sodom. Right. So if he knows that, hey, that's an environment that is not good. They had the reputation for being evil, behaving wickedly. This is not a good environment for me to be in, not a good person for me to be associated with. Warning bells are going off, right? What does he do? Well, you would think a good good Christian would do is say, nope, turn the other way, get as far away from that as possible, separate yourself from it. What does Lot do? He pitches his tent toward the city of Sodom. Pitches his tent means he's aiming, his his front door is going out towards that city. And the men of Sodom can look up on the hill and see Lot's big tent up on the hill facing them. Almost like an invitation. Hey, guys, I'm here. Look at me up here. Um, Opening the door of, hey, you know, let's see what happens here. When he knows that environment is not good. Yeah, he chose this lot in life. <laughs> I wonder if that's where that comes from. I don't know. Yeah. Also, property. Chose this, the wrong is, lot. this is the wrong lot. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when you get a little too close to things, we can absorb them and not mean to. It's like a campfire. You know, if you're close enough, eventually you're going to start to take on what you're surrounded with. Just like a sponge. That's total submersion of it. But... If you're close, yeah, you'll take on yeah. And that's a lot. Put himself close enough to it that it was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the point we're trying to make here is that I, I really think that Lot, Lot knew exactly that, that this was not good, that this was not a people he should be a part of. But instead of choosing to put his tent far away on the other side of the land, having nothing to do with that environment, right. he pitched his tent toward it. Yeah, Sometimes we have control over our circumstances, over our situation where our placement is, like Lot did. Mm-hmm. Other times, like a sponge, when you're going through trials and tribulations, you don't always have a sense of control over it. You are just submerged in it. And if you're pressed, be careful. You're going to take on yeah. what you're surrounded with. But always remember, life springing back to life, being surrounded with taking on the mind of Christ. So when the warning signs are going off and the warning bells are going off, all we're saying is listen to that. I mean, that very well may be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. 
I, I feel you know, God speaks to us through people, through circumstances, and through the Word of God. And so as we are in that situation and we're saying, man, there's some red flags, there's some warning bells going off, I'm saying, man, should I be involved with this person? Right. Should I be in this place? Um, listen to it. Maybe God's trying to tell you something. Yeah. And being being aware of, okay, when I am going through something like a tribulation, a trial that God's putting us through to teach us something, remembering, let me take on air, take on the things of Christ. Mm -hmm. And the blessing comes in the separation. All right. So get this. After Abraham and Lot separated in verse 14, it says, and the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, north, south, east, west, for all the land which you see, I will give to you. And it's like God, God knows the heart. God knows that Lot's heart was divided, that that was his inclination was, hey, what's going on in Sodom? I want to be there. Just want to be close enough. So, once he, so the word says, once they were separated, mm -hmm. then God turned to Abram and said, okay, now that Lot's gone, Look at all of what I've given you. I'm going to bless you now. This All this land will be yours. Um, so when I say the blessing comes in the separation is, you know, Abraham had to separate himself from Lot um, in order to experience the full blessing that, that God had for him. Right. So next time you're scrubbing dishes with <laughs> yeah. a sponge, waiting on that dishwasher that your husband promised you. <laughs> I think everybody else has a dishwasher. Yeah, that that should mean something. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're being separate. One. We're being Both separate, hun. You. Separate yourself. Oh come on! Now you're calling our listeners. <laughs> We've taken the manual road, is all. Just let it be a reminder to be careful what you absorb. Yeah, like that. <laughs>